another edition of Cleve and Me, and man, we're bringing back the Fantastic Four. Hopefully the copyright doesn't go for that, but uh, it truly is a great and fantastic time with these gentlemen. I don't have to explain too much, as we all know. We got my brother who helps us back up co-host Tricky Tones, Tampa Tones, and then also from Row 7 Podcasts covers all sports is uh, Alex Ruiz. So we'll get to them in a second. But before I do, unfortunately, I have to get to my partner, Cleveland, and ask him uh, if he's got background noise going back there. Uh, and then second off, uh, how we doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing really good. Uh, I robot is on, actually. I'm going to cut it down in a second. But I'm feeling really great <laughs> today. Um, I had a nice job interview yesterday. Oh, um, Okay. So I'm in high spirits. Um, I got the job actually, so I was supposed to start training in the morning. So wait, you're changing out of the other place now? No, I'm gonna do this. I got part time just to see if I like it, okay. you know, just to get a feel for it. But you know, it's I've been in good mood. I've been in good mood since yesterday. They told me about it. Um, I know we're gonna might talk sports later, but as I was telling the guys before we went live, oh, August tenth, if you got HBO Jeez. Max, Jesus, please go check out the Cat Dallas Cowboys. That's You're gonna get people saying. to tune out before we even start talking wrestling. <laughs> please don't do that to us. Um, before I get into my big opener with everything we got coming this weekend, Alex, and then I'll send it over to our co-host Tones. Alex, how we doing tonight? Thank you for finding the time for the preview and prediction show. I'm doing fantastic, guys. It's glad to be back. Glad to be on the show. Cleveland, me. Looking forward to. Looking forward to talking some wrestling and you know seeing us. Wrestling, as you say, usually. Wrestling, yeah. <laughs> and then over to you, Mr. Tony. How we doing? Great. Good to be with a uh, good group of guys. Uh, sorry that one of them's a Cowboys fan. I'm uh, sorry for the listeners for that reason. But no, it's always a good time on Cleve and me. It's great being back. It's been a while. Always fun chatting with Alex from Road 7 as well. So uh, looking forward to talking some wrestling and having a good time. Yeah, and you know, usually I try and get other people, other guests, but it's been a while since this crew has uh, been unable to all get together as I stumble through that. And, uh, you know, we want our predictions out there early. I've been doing them on Sundays, but then it's like, well, crap, the pay-per-view is a couple hours later. Anyways, to go through all that, this is an exciting time. There's going to be several disagreements with us for We've had it in a chat. Um, it, you know, we got, we got some blood in here as me and, you know, tones our family. So sometimes we get a little heated because we all love wrestling and we are passionate about the companies, uh, that partake in particular, we're talking WWE tonight because Friday for the first time in many months, the Thunderdome is all done. The contracts over. Um, I think, you know, for a pandemic, it was a pretty good idea. I also like what AEW did with limited fans. But I think all companies handled their situations pretty well for what they were given. But that being said, it's time to get the asses back in the seats. Um, we all know and think 
we all know there's going to be loud reactions. What way they'll go is to be determined, and that's going to be on creative um, and Vince McMahon at the end of the day. And there's going to be a lot of disagreement there, but we are here to simply make our predictions and start disagreeing, start talking a little bit of crap. We're going to start with Monday Night Raw. We're going to go through uh, Raw matches first and then SmackDown uh, to finish it off. So with that being said, I'll just start with the big one. Uh, for anyone who missed it last night, Bobby Lashley actually lost to Xavier Reds in a, you know, a, a, uh, I don't know. They call that a roll-up. They do a little too many of those, as we inside all know. Inside cradle. Yeah. Yeah, inside cradle. Lashley dominated the match in Woods 1. And then at the end of the show, MVP had all the ladies out, all the honeys, blah, blah, blah. Bobby mm. Lashley comes in, throws all the chairs out of the thing, says, Enough of this BS party and celebrate. I'm just going to go in there and kick Kofi's ass. I'm done with this pretty boy stuff. And MVP was startled. So that kind of catches you all up there. You all know who Kofi is. I'll start with my prediction on this one. I think it is a um, no-brainer. I think it's Bobby Lashley. And that's nothing against Kofi Kingston. I think Kofi is a great filler in this opportunity. First time back. The fans love him. He's a huge face guy. He'll get the pop uh, with his entrance. Uh, and it will be he can last a long time. His stamina is not short, uh, neither is Lashley's. So I think this can be a great match, and it will go for a while. But Bobby Lashley comes out victorious. And Cleveland, over to you, then to Tones, then to Alex. Um, I think this is a no-brainer. Uh, Bobby Lashley actually showing anger like that and cutting a fire promo shows that Brock, uh, Bobby Lashley has been slacking the past few weeks, you know, bringing the ladies out to the ring partying in the ring you know it looks nice but you take the focus away from the main picture and that's being the WWE champion so it was nice to see him put MVP in his place because as nice as Xavier Woods is in the ring he shouldn't you know it's not a knock on him but Bobby Lashley should have not lost that match and that made Bobby realize that he's slipping so you mentioned a long match I see a long match too but Bobby walks out still WWE champion Tones, we're 2-0 and in the same thought of a long match. Agree on both or splitting the difference or how we going here? Mm, and, and this is a tough one because it's two good competitors, and I mean that by a pure standpoint of a wrestling fan. See, when you watch wrestling, there's two ways of looking at it. A, what's probably going to happen. you got to be realistic, okay? And then B, how you look at it as a fan. From a fan's perspective, this is going to be a very good match that has you on the edge of your seat, and a couple of times you're going to gasp when uh, Kofi's close to winning the title because that's going to happen a couple of times. Uh, that's a competitor that Kofi is, but ultimately what's going to happen is he's going to lose a match, and that's obvious from a backstage standpoint, from a wrestling coverage standpoint, from we are independent media. So from independent media standpoint, it's prevalent to me that it's pretty clear that Lashley will win, although we are going to get our, oh, man, moments in this match, and it, it's going to be a fun one. Um, it it, it kind of reminds me of when Ziggler kept trying to beat Kofi for the title. It, it had its moments of those exciting, uh, you know, Ziggler jumping out of the cage, et cetera, but it, it was obvious Kofi was going to win. I feel the same way here. Going to be exciting. Kofi's going to have exciting times, but it's obvious to me that Lashley's going to win. Yeah, and before Alex tells us if it's a clean sweep or not, uh, one thing 
WWE, put a Dolph Ziggler shirt up on your website. It's really sad right now that you don't have one. The guy's a decorated star. So if coming from a homer himself, when I found out Ziggler had no apparel on the website, do better if he tweeted it, do better. Anyways, Alex, you going for the clean sweep. I think I'm going to go a little left field right here. I'm a, no. I'm a fan of both of the guys. Don't get me wrong. I like Bobby. I like Kofi. But I think that if if we see this intensity out of Bobby Lashley last night, I think this match could go inside of five minutes or five minutes at the most. And I think we get some type of return, some type of confrontation to set up something for SummerSlam. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. I'm not going to say Brock Lesnar. I, I think it could be potentially somebody else. But we need to set up kind of a big match for, you know, that – that summer, that SummerSlam, the WrestleMania of the summer, essentially. So as much as I'd like to see them go 15, 20, 25 minutes, I think five minutes and then you get a surprise return to kind of, you know, really set you up. If creative is smart, I think that's the route they, that they go. And that's an if that you could probably put in capitals. Um, but uh, no, you're right. And I want to say really quick before we keep going down the line. Uh, it is the WrestleMania of this year. It's going to be more. F- I went to WrestleMania, but this is going to be 70,000 fans in the new Vegas stadium. It, it, it's going to be a popping night. They got to set with fans, full capacity. You got to go big or go home. And that's why I think this is such a fun time of year because Money in the Bank and SummerSlam, this is the first time ever they went back to back. And I think they did that because they creative screwed it up last year and chose two people that they actually didn't want to have to win the money in the bank. So that's why I think they made more sense of it, get it close to SummerSlam where the fans are back. And who doesn't enjoy an eight-man you know, ladder, an eight-man woman uh, going – eight women, I'm sorry, for the money in the bank. Anyways, though, we're going to go on to a women's match. As you saw there, we have a clean sweep of Lashley. But we do have and one squash, which I could see because of how mad he got. If you didn't see it, go watch the highlights on YouTube. But moving on, we're going to go to the woman's title where I'm our, I'm not big on this storyline. I don't say that often. But Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, we in Cleveland have talked about it in the past. We really haven't gotten Alex and, and his head shaken and Tones' opinion. I haven't heard too much of in terms of this um, rivalry that's been going on. I think it was better when it was NXT uh, Rhea versus Charlotte. I think it just had a little more pop but. I don't know if it's because of no fans or what have you, but I'm going to shut up and let Mr. Alex talk then tones on their thoughts because me and Cleveland have done it on the show a plethora of times. So I, I, I think we're probably going to be – there's going to probably be a consensus on this as well too. Who do you root for in this match? Who is the face? Who is the heel? Because they're both acting as heels. So who do you pull for? And as far as I'm concerned right now, I was, a, I was kind of a homer going into this for Rhea Ripley. But she's losing steam and she's losing steam fast. I think Joe, you hit it, hit the nail on the head. The way she was in NXT is completely different than the, what she, how she's portrayed right now on Raw. She's scuffling to say the least. So I'm almost assuming at this point they're t- they're taking the belt off her and giving it to to Charlotte. I mean, that, how, what other route do you go? Because who do you pair her with going forward if she's going to scuffle this much? Yeah, and you know, a couple of good points here. One, the it is if I do well. I think it's a 50-50 match as well. I mean, you said Charlotte. I think we might have a couple of different answers around the room. But uh, when you have two heels, as he mentioned, and, you know, maybe the fans come back and they love Ripley from her days and they start cheering her and maybe things change. But as of right now, it definitely feels like you're getting two heels. Uh, Rhea on the mic still could use some improvement. Charlotte's amazing. 
But at the same time, it's tough when you're not putting her against the babyest, the baby faces. And that's where I want to take it to tones. And uh, one thoughts on this, uh, you know, rivalry and uh, who comes out victorious. It's it's getting to the point where it's a dried up rivalry. It's getting to the point where it's repetitive. I'm uh, tired of seeing it, quite frankly. Charlotte's going to win um, actually six years ago on the state the four horsewomen change a game forever, okay? So we had Becky Lynch, Damn. Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and um, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Bailey, I believe, yeah, all yeah, came yeah. out to the ring uh, six years ago today to declare themselves a four horsewoman. Uh, what, what, you know, you smell something. Vince is always up to something. I think it's Charlotte's time. It's almost six years anniversary since that date. As they say in every damn show, they always try and make her win because they want to push her as the best of all time woman wrestler, which she has been in the industry, quite frankly. And, uh, she keeps getting better looking too, may I add. And, um, <laughs> other than that, fair to say. I think she's going to win the damn match. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm just just after this match, be done with it, though. It, you know, send Ripley out a little bit. Uh, she's a good competitor, but I'm tired of seeing the Flair Ripley hype. You know, just pull the plug. Okay, so we're going to be at 2-0. and And before and Cleveland, we're going to keep it short. We're just giving our winners because we both agree with them for the most part and have said it in the past. But I want to say, uh, Bailey, uh, you know, we feel for you. Um, nine months at least for the, you know, for the pathetic people who say that she's pregnant and this is an excuse. My God, Twitter can be a nasty place. I mean, for all wrestlers involved, this, this is an unfortunate injury. She'll be back. Uh, whether you like her as a heel or a face, she just, she's been a, the face during COVID her and Sasha did a lot of great work on the woman's side. So we all, I think could say, uh, we hope you get a speedy recovery and get back in the ring. Cause you help as one of the original four horsewomen. That being said, I'm going to give my prediction. I've been Rhea the whole week and I am switching to Charlotte. You two have convinced me um, some that sometimes that happens and that's where I'm at right now. So is Cleveland going to give our second clean sweeper as he go on the other side? Uh, I think we all just hit the nail on the coffin. I know we're not, I know you want to go too deep into this joke, but I think we just honestly need to talk about how boring this feud has become. Correct. We were talking about at WrestleMania how exciting this was, possible passing of the torch. And now it's months later. And I was in a Bleach Report comments section, literally going, having conversations with a lot of, it was like at least 30 some people comment on this one article. And majority of them were saying that they are losing interest in Ryan Ripley. She just does not appeal to the WWE audience. You know, she's from NXT. And like I mentioned so many times on the show, she is from NXT UK. That's Correct. a whole different fan base from Americans fan base. They, they like stuff that we don't like and we like stuff that they don't like. So, it was a real hit and a miss, and it's just one of the real sad stories of WWE gives wrestlers an opportunity, and it's not really their fault that they wrestlers don't grab the moment. Ryan Ripley could be a decent women's wrestler. Because they're, pu- they're pushing her pretty good. They are pushing her pretty good, but you like it's like starting a quarterback every week that's not really producing it. You, know, you keep hyping them, you keep hyping them, but these are one of the sad stories that she probably will never get this opportunity again on the main roster, so... Are I'm you going with Charlotte? Yeah, of course. It's a sweep again. 
So we got back-to-back sweeps, which, you know, I'm to this point, we've stayed pretty steady. There's going to be some fun fireworks in the near future. Uh, one thing I want the crew to keep in mind as well, when we go to money in the bank, I, I'm going to do things a little different. Uh, we're going to go snake style, and then we're going to do prediction winners. So you, not only we're going to do a little draft with the men's, a little draft with the women's, you'll get your person there just like we all love fantasy sports all over the place real quick. And then we'll give our one person prediction. So keep that in mind. But as we have have a clean sweep, I want to bring us to the last raw men's that's officially besides money in the bank. Cause that's a crossover. Obviously the match that was just announced last night, actually tag team matchup between Omas and AJ styles who have been title winners for a bit now. And, you know, producing in the ring versus the Viking Raiders, who I actually have been pretty impressed with. They had one injury spill. Um, Eric or Iber, I forget which one, had a little hiccup, and uh, they had some time off. But, man, when they're in the ring, they have they feed off each other really well. And then AJ Styles, we know, is just a decorated Hall of Famer one day. And uh, Omas has actually proven to be more of a positive than a negative in the ring as well. So I think it's going to be a good matchup. Uh, we started with Cleveland Al- Tones. Let's say you. What do you? Who do you got for us in this battle? First off, let's not forget that James Ellsworth beat AJ Styles not once, not twice, oh. but three times <laughs> in the WWE. Okay, so tip of the cap. Where's Chip Boy at? James Ellsworth. He's floating around wrestling somewhere. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if our man is listening to the- no. But in all seriousness, AJ Styles. And Omas versus the War Raiders. War, war, war. Remember the OG War Raiders? That's what they were originally. Well, yeah, nobody likes the Viking. Get the Viking the hell out of here. Put the war back in. We want war. We're going with the War Raiders. How you doing, Miss Cleavy? We're going with the War Raiders over AJ Styles and Omos. Um, I think it's time for AJ Styles and almost to perhaps uh, have a little feud of their own. I think the War Raiders are going to come in. Let's not forget, AJ Styles is a singles competitor, okay? They forced him into the tag team division because they needed tag team division help. It's um, one one of the few aspects that AEW is the upper hand on than the WWE is male tag team divisions, no matter how you slice the cake. They forced AJ Styles into tag competition for a little bit, it was cute at first, but let the real tag team hold these belts. The War Raiders deserve it. And before we go on to Alex and Cleveland to wrap this up, I'm just going to quickly say I'm going Viking Raiders, War Raiders, whatever you want to call them. War. War. I'm going with them because they are a known good tag team. And if they lose this one, they could possibly be buried. AJ Styles and Omas are not going anywhere. Uh, I could see them rivaling versus each other. Or maybe they just go their separate ways, but they can do things out. And, and you know, maybe a SummerSlam, we get a interesting match one on one there. So I'm going to go Viking Raiders just because I think that makes sense. And that's an interesting thing you mentioned one on one. I kind of briefly brought it up as well because WWE could do two things simultaneously with the AJ Styles and Omas rivalry. They could put Omas over um, a newer superstar while at the same time 
letting AJ Styles still win the match. They can do both because Omos is such a big guy. AJ Styles could win by some trickery. Um, Omos could still look good the duration of the match, and AJ Styles could still win. So if these two do end up at a rivalry, they could be successful by getting AJ Styles back in the title picture by beating a guy like Omos in a David versus Goliath type of match. But at the same time, they can put Omos over by having a hell of a match with somebody like AJ Styles. Yeah, and Alex, so we're 2-0. Our, our brothers agree again. This is kind of scary. How about yourself? I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride the same bus. I'm gonna say Viking Raiders as well too. Um, I I think that from for my take and the way I look at it, I think AJ belongs as a single star. He's still got a lot left in the tank. I think. I know he's talking about potentially retiring here in the next couple of years or a year or two. Uh, but I think he should be in the title picture for sure. If if not, at least for the U.S. title, maybe Intercontinental title, something. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of almost. I think he's still a little too green, but I would like to see him kind of advance maybe on his own. Uh, maybe get that one-on-one competition with AJ. He, you know, he gets, you know, he takes the loss, but it doesn't, doesn't hurt him like Tone says. Um, but that's kind of how I, how I, I look at it. They, they both got to go their own separate ways and kind of, you know, find their own path essentially at this point. Cleveland, why you do your, do you over there, change it up for us. Or are you going to keep the third sweep in a row? I hate to do this, but I'm not giving you a third sweep. Uh, Uh, Hey, we don't want it. I didn't ask for that. I wanted it. Come on. What the hell, man? I just believe AJ and Omos still have time together to become an actual tag team. From what it seems like, it seems like you guys think AJ is sort of a demotion a little bit. When you really listen, it's not really a demotion. They just didn't have a better storyline for him at the moment. So why not put him in the tag team division? To build I, I'm fine with that move. Up. I was fine with that. Because, I mean, if we're being honest, the Raw Tag Team Division is not that exciting. AJ Styles it, is the biggest name. Exactly. But that and goes to like, Tone's point. That's why they had to put him in there. But it's like, it, you know, anything like anything in life, all good things come to an end, my friend. Just like the freaking Dallas Cowboys are done. Okay. <laughs> oh, we a while ago. Here we go. We'll talk about that on the Bucketeers. I'm going to demolish you in that. I cannot wait. That's going to be fun. But we'll talk wrestling for now. I I agree with you. Raw tag team division. He's going to try and shut you up like without a rebuttal. You better make it quick here, Cleveland. Raw tag team division was bad, and they needed it. I agree, but I agree. I just asked, if they were to win the tag team, then who's next to step up? Who's the next guy to challenge them for the tag team? Maybe they'll re-sign Brizango. I'm gonna be. Hey, Miz and Morrison. I mean, Miz is not gonna be injured forever. I mean, he's got a torn ACL, so he's out for a while. If we're being honest, uh, New Day. New Day seems like they're on their little. Kofi ain't gonna win, so exactly they could jump back in the picture. I don't know. I just feel I'm rolling with AJ, and I'm almost. I can't wait to uh, text you guys in the group chat to prove I'm right. But I'm going. Uh, hey. I'll take this one. You know what? Every uh, blind squirrel finds a nut, so if you get it, I'll drop them off, and I'll probably drop off too. Uh, but anyways, we're going to move on. So we hit the – that's what we know about Raw so far. Could there be pre-show matches, of course, that come into play at the last second? Uh, WWE fans back there, they said there's going to be a ton of surprises this weekend um, for all three shows, not just the pay-per-view, but that's what we're focusing on here today. Um, in terms of 
let's go you know what well, okay we're gonna go to the woman's money in the bank because i want to save the men's for a little bit later and i we also got to talk roman versus edge which has been a thrill i think in most people's eyes but we'll get there um so this is how we're gonna do it boys i said we're gonna do a little snake draft i'm gonna randomize in my phone real quick with the four names i'll name the eight participants and then we'll we'll do it uh that way so we each actually get two Unfortunately, there's only seven for the woman at this moment. Yeah, which is unfortunate. So I guess one person's only getting one. I hate to do that, but you know, that's how it's going to unfortunately have to happen. Uh, we're going to do this on the fly here. So the four random names, and how we'll do it is, is where you go, you get to pick your first pick. So if I call your name first, you can uh, kind of, if you want the first pick, take it. I assume most people would. So let's see here. Enter everybody up. Mr. Ruiz, you have the first pick of the women's money in the bank. And let me go through this for all the viewers um, because I know uh, we all know, but I want to go through it. We have Selena Vega from SmackDown, newly brought back. Asuka from Raw, Naomi from Raw, Alexa Bliss, whatever is left of in her soul part of Raw. Nikki Ash, formerly known as Nikki Cross, Raw. Liv Morgan, SmackDown, and Natalia, kind of a cross because she's the women's tag champ. Who are you taking with the first pick? I am going to go with Zelina Vega. And since you're saying Selena Vega, which I love that pick, um, are you? that's also probably your prediction since you have the first pick of this draft, I would assume? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of women in this, but why are you picking her? What, what, what's, what's your thought process? I just think that I mean she's not owed anything by the WWE, but I think that she's just good with, good on the mic. Uh, she definitely would be solid with that briefcase, you know, to cash in on whoever. So I think, I, for the lack of a better term, I think she's money, honestly. And and that's not to discredit any other women in the in the Money in the Bank. No, and just like a plethora of other women, which we could talk for days. Everyone's been screwed in their own right in terms of some things and. But she got brought back, and it could be her moment. So I don't mind that pick. Tones, uh, I'm going to say a quick thing, but you're going to be on deck here. And if you um, need any information back, let me know. But really quickly, Selena Vega did just come back a couple weeks ago. I thought it was interesting that uh, A-Lister Black and WWE now in AEW uh, went that route. But it's good to see, you know, Charlotte and – uh, Andrade do it. I, you know, I don't mind this, you know, people, this is how it's going to be. And not everyone's going to be with both companies. Both have a lot of money going, but that's for a time in another place. Just kind of wanted to get that news out there and tones, give it off to you for the number two pick in the woman's money in the bank draft. First off, uh, first and foremost, I, let me connect the quick cool dot tidbit. Go ahead. We, Go ahead. We, we mentioned AEW. we mentioned WWE, and we're talking about woman. I just want to give a shout out to Kelsey Heather, who's the first individual ever to appear on both AEW and WWE on the same night last night. She was on AEW Dark and she was on Monday Night Raw. I just want to give a shout out to where credits do Kelsey Heather. She was a part of MVP's posse at the end for my oh, I was going to say, okay. And she, and she wrestled in a match on AEW Dark last night as well. And she's a Tampa Bay area cheerleader. She was a former Lightning cheerleader. Good for she her. She was an Orlando Magic cheerleader. So history is made. Kelsey Heather, first woman and individual to appear on Raw 
and AEW in the same night. So that's pretty cool there. Anyways, um, as I was reading into that story, who who went first? I'm so Selena Vega went first to Alex. That's his also his prediction. So be you know he killed two birds with one stone there. So you still have six competitors uh, to choose from. Who are you going with? Okay, I'm gonna go with the to be decided. Um, I picked to be decided because to be decided is usually a pretty good competitor. Whoever the strongest. Oh, okay, I see is, what you're doing. You're waiting for the. Yeah, okay. I'm taking whoever the random is. They're usually a pretty good person. It could be a good pop, and they could shock the night. Maybe Charlotte loses on some crazy bull crap, storms in the woman's money in the bank match, beats the crap out of who she needs to, and, uh, you know, takes care of business, or vice versa. Maybe crazy Rhea goes uh, after she takes her L and uh, drags her ass to the uh, champion for the ladder match. But, um... Yeah, I'm going with TBD. Okay, you never know who it could. It could be that one tranny from AEW. You never know who might show up. You never know. And Tones always has, you know, an interesting way to go about it. But I like that pick because usually that could be that could be a return. What if all of a sudden that ended up being Becky Lynch? Odds are slim that, but it could happen. Um, Going on to who I want to win. But also, I think has a good chance because of the buildup on SmackDown lately. And Cleveland, you have two picks coming up, um, by the way. So you have back-to-back. Um, I'm going Liv Morgan. The last month now, and Cleveland shaking, he, it either must be his pick or he hates my pick. I, we'll get to that part in a minute. But um, she's been being built up. She defeated Carmella two out of three times uh, to this point now. And she has also – and because that's why Carmella actually – to catch up even beyond that with Bailey injury, Carmella's fighting uh, Bianca Belair on the Friday night SmackDown with the first time fans are back. And then, uh, so she's got to be replaced, but getting back to my Liv Morgan point, she also beat Selena Vega. She beat two entries that were in the money in the bank. Um, it took a while for Sonya Deville to be convinced. I think she comes into this. I'm not saying she's the most talented in the match, but I think a lot of people like her character. I think it's her time to finally get that pop and be a money in the bank baby face. Uh, Cleveland, was that going to be one of your two, or what? Were, what's your thought? I was actually, I actually had Liv Morgan as a sleeper to win the money in the bank briefcase. Uh, my first pick. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go Alexa Bliss. Like I mentioned um, Good Liv, a couple of times before, I feel the Money in the Bank winners should always be healed because they add more to it compared to a good guy that lets you know up front, the heel stab you in the back, catch you at your weakest moment. I kind of like that better. Second pick, I'm going to go Oscar, the person that honestly shouldn't even be in this match. She shouldn't be in a title match. Oh, right? come on. Give her Correct. a call. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying she's above this at this point. She should I mean, the money in the bank's a good opportunity. But, yeah, it's I see. Okay. Yeah, I see. okay. But, yeah, I go Oscar. She shouldn't even, like I said, shouldn't even be in this match, but that's my second pick. Okay, and so to back things up here for the people now, still left on the board is Naomi, Nikki Ash, and Natalia. And this will be back to me. Ah, you know, it's Nikki Ash has been getting her a little bit I'll of a push it. lately. <laughs> I'll save that for my turn. Just go on. I'm going with her. I'm going with Nikki Ash. I'm doing it. Hey, you got to go with the characters give, given a push. Why did they change her? People can hate or love their character. 
for the, all that don't know on her, even though we mentioned on the last show, they're trying to make her more of like the female version of Hurricane Helms from back in the day. Whether you like it or not, so be it, but it's being pushed. So my thought process is, hey, she has a better chance than Naomi, who never seems to hit the top of the card, even though I'd love to see her win. And then Natalia has a woman tag team title. So I'm just making sense who is left. So my two picks are Nikki Ash and Liv Morgan. Tones, who are you going to leave Alex with? I'm not pick. He picked Nikki Ash. I'm not picking. He's stuck with Nikki Ash. Um, You're damn right I am. She'll Absolutely. Be She'll be gone from the company in six months. Never seen oh. from again. Oh, my right before, goodness. Right before you get the boot comes a mask on your persona, <laughs> and that's what they're doing with her. Sorry, Nikki Ash. He's stuck with you, and uh, you're going to be out, out of WWE in six months. Anyways, my I'm, going with, I'm going with Naomi. Um, I, think I like she that could be, she could be she's probably one of the most natural athletes in the ladder match and she although I don't think she really has a realistic chance at winning I like her odds more than Nikki Ash for freaking sure and I like her odds more than Natalia as well um, Natalia is one of those people they just throw matches to lose I, I'm starting she's to a get champion the, right now okay Okay. Wait. What? Wait. What champion? Tag tag team. Tag team. Yeah. Exactly. What champion? Oh, Um, it's a it's a division. Get out of here. That's the most useless tag team, or that's the most useless title belts in wrestling entertainment in all of wrestling right now. But anyways, I'm going with Naomi, and um, you can blame WWE themselves for burying the women's tag team division and not doing a better job of keeping it interesting right when they threw those belts in the fire, which they didn't need from the first place. They they, they got happy WWE 2K creative mode. Let's build the 24-7 title, which what the hell happened to that either? I thought it was 24-7. Now it's turning more into 24-0 because it's never on damn TV. So I don't know what's going on, but, uh, yeah, I'm going with um, Naomi. So, Alex, after um, the little, you know, rant for our, our buddy, our brother, our up. member, our co-host, Tricky Tones, give us something on Natalia that you like about her. Nothing. Uh, it's hard. It's a little hard. Come on. Just, you know, she's, she's, no, I mean, she's a third-generation superstar. That counts. That counts for something. She's, she's a, a gritty superstar. You know, she's got that, that veteran experience, so I'll, I'll give her that, but – Tones, just to give you a little credit, I love how you went full heel right there. That was fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And, and um, you know, if uh, Miss Hurricane's watching, I'm sorry. Um, you know. Go. You know go. what? Forget what I, you know what, Nikki Ash. Let me tell you something right here. I got a lot of faith in you. Uh, you you pulled us. I'm an ROH. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, actually, Tessa Blanchard just ended up there. But we don't have time for all that. As heel tones is starting to get into the grit of things here. Um, don't forget, guys, we got to have your predictions are going to be right after the men's money in the bank. But before we do that, we have to go to the SmackDown side of things. And that being Roman Reigns versus Edge. Uh, as we all know, Edge has been taking a part of the chair, locking it between the Usos' mouth, did it to Roman. He has been essentially dominating the past few weeks, which we all know sets up not for usually for a win. Um, 
first off, I mean, I'm just does, and I, before we even go around the room, does if anybody has edge winning, speak now or forever hold your peace because I'm moving on from that part. All right, that's great. Okay, we have no edge victory, so we're going to get that clean sweep out of the way. What I want to talk about is the pop, and you know, if you were at this, I think this first match back for Roman against Edge, who he's going to have, you know, he was the uh, money in, not the money in the bank, he was the Royal Rumble champion. He made that pop comeback in the Royal Rumble, which was amazing that one time. And uh, he's done a lot of great things. He beat Randy Orton a couple of, uh, one time. I think he actually split with him. But, uh, you know, are you guys excited for this match? Even though we know who's going to win, I am very, very, very excited for this Cleveland, let's say you. Well, you already know I'm excited. I've been hampering about Roman the past few weeks on Twitter, the best wrestler in the world. Um, This is actually a real big test for Roman because right when he first turned heel, there were fans around, but that's when he was more of the tribal chief, and now he's the head of the table. I know it's kind of weird, but I, I see it as two different people where in the beginning he was slowly coming along, but now he's confident. You know, his promos are great. It's nice to see Edge back. Was not expecting that at all. Um, it's kind of funny how people come back and get a title match, but Edge, it's Edge, so, you know, it's different. But uh, Well, and to be fair, he felt, you know, Daniel Bryan let him down a little bit too. And uh, for those that don't know, he Seth Rollins was a little pissed off at Edge during SmackDown episodes. Right, so. so, which I think – Wink, wink, not judge. I think we're getting that them to a SummerSlam, but that's for another time. Um, but yeah, keep going, Cleveland, with your point. Like I just think, well, this will be a testing point just for Roman and another notch on the belt because I'm pretty sure it's probably seventy percent confirmed that John Cena will be at SummerSlam. Slow down, fan. I know, Joe. I know. Hold your horses over there. I know. <laughs> But uh, it's seventy percent sure. So Roman's gonna get through this match, and then his biggest test will be the next pay per view against John Cena. So this is just another not on his belt. Over to you, Mr. Alex. The excitement love. Are you about this match? I'm definitely excited, but I'm I'm kind of more so excited as to how it's gonna unfold, how uh, Roman will go will go moving forward, and obviously it, it's looking like it could be John, the John Cena situation, and then even for Edge, as we c- kind of talked about in our group chat, that Roman, uh, that Seth Rollins Edge uh, battle that might be coming uh, at SummerSlam. So, two positive things to look forward to. I think this could be a fantastic match. Uh, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. Probably going to go back and forth with you know you know false pinfalls couple spears, you know, maybe a table, you know, who knows which, which way they'll go, but I'm sure it'll probably pretty be pretty aggressive, pretty intense. So nonetheless, Roman's going to win, but it, it just kind of builds for the future. And to this point, the brutality has been there for the lead up. So it will be a very physical match. Uh, we'll see how long it goes, but tones, are you in agreement that you're, you're pretty excited to see these two uh, battle it off? Yeah, I, I can agree more with what everybody said to this point so far uh, between Alex Cleve and yourself. Roman Reigns has held the title belt for 317 days now, and the guys he has faced have been Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Jey Uso. Uh, you know, it's like next, next, next. The only competition he's really had is Kevin Owens, but we know what WWE thinks of Kevin Owens. They don't like him very much, so... Um, they obviously like him to lose all the time. Poor guy. 
gets a short end of the stick all the time. So, um, anyways, Sunday. Anyways, uh, Roman Reigns. Now you start looking at it, right? So, three hundred seventeen days. You're thinking, where's the big matches? He's starting with Edge. Then you got him in Cena, Cena in action in SummerSlam. After that, they'll probably throw a little, you know, Hardy action at him because Hardy's a legend. They'll probably give him an easy win, though, after two hard matches with Edge and Cena, give him a little um, legend Hardy action. And then you're starting to get into Lesnar consideration, and then hopefully at WrestleMania it breaks down to the Rock against Roman Reigns. So I think we're about to be on this uh, road of uphill battles starting with Edge, then it could lead into Cena if Cena doesn't back out like he has before. And then... Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. My guy was there for 12 freaking years wow. every week. Every single week. He got hurt. The poor guy got hurt in the match on Raw. Yeah, something. he also had the biggest Rumble pop then ever in 2008. Then he disappeared overseas and came back with the worst finisher hey, in WWE please. history. We could point out his gas of weight. It's okay. <laughs> But I will say, I'll give him credit, him against Roman, if he doesn't back out, will be a very good match. Um, it will be a very good match. And then, like I said, it, it's just the beginning of the road for Roman. Uh, it could go into Hardy, Lesnar, Rock. This Edge could be the first line of legends that we might see. And it's going to be a very exciting match. Uh, who will win? We'll see. I think we all think Roman, obviously. Yeah, and no doubt, I, and I think that just shows that uh, that shows how good of a character Edge has been. Uh, that's obvious. But when you know who's going to win, and you're still all about it, uh, that's good stuff. And so you know what we have not that I don't know if it it he Roman said he wants to always start or finish a show. So I have a feeling it's going to finish it, and we're going to get some pop there. Um, but that's just me. We have a couple segments, golf guys. We're going to hit the men's snake draft with the prediction. Uh, and then we'll go to the, uh, you know, who we think the surprise character, who's who's coming out if you had to put your money down. If you had to put a $500 of your hard-earned money down, where's it going for your surprise? That being said, let me give the men's Money in the Bank contestants really quick just for everyone to be fully on board out there. Number one from SmackDown, Mr. Kevin Owens. Number two, Drew McIntyre from Raw. Number three, Matt Riddle, bro, from Raw. Number four, The Flying Ricochet, Monday Night Raw. Number five, Johnny Drip Drip, John Morrison from Raw. Number six, Big E from SmackDown. Number seven, the new King of the Ring, Shinsuke Nakamura. And number eight, Mr. Seth Rollins from the Almighty Fox SmackDown show. So that's eight contestants. That's eight good characters going. Let me do the randomizer again right here and see where we land to have this go down because we actually have all eight participants, so we won't have a TBD in the last one. And Mr. Tones will be selecting number one in the men's money in the bank match. Cleveland, you're up next, so be ready. Mr. Tones, where are you going? With the first pick in the men's division, I'm going based on heart here. I know I just said, damn it, WWE hates Kevin Owens. And they sure do, but I'll be rooting for the big fight. Owens fight. There, even though he's not going to win, I'm rooting for you, big guy. And uh, that's who I want to win as well. I'm going for KO. And also, shout out to Matt Riddle for getting all charges dropped against him today. And it's yeah. outstanding. So 
bro is now a free bro. So, um, yeah, I'm going KO. And if you couldn't do your heart when KO, where would you go otherwise? For if this is not in the snake draft, I'm just asking where you'd go otherwise. Where I'd go otherwise, if I couldn't go Kevin Owens, I'd probably have to go with the guy. That's just so tough. I mean, I'd probably go with Seth Rollins, perhaps. Um, that he, is he, interesting. He's a good backup plan just in case if John Cena backs out at SummerSlam or he's a good backup plan down the road if they just need a storyline with somebody as well. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I I was been thinking about Seth Rollins lately, and, uh, you know, I don't hate it. I hope it doesn't happen. There's a lot more deserving, but I could see it happening with Vince McMahon. Um, Cleveland, though, let's do – you're the number two pick here. So real quick, Anthony, uh, his first pick went to Kevin Owens. He said it was a heart choice, but he went there. But mentally, he's thinking Seth Rollins. Cleveland, you have the number two pick. Who are you going with? And is it the same as who you actually think will win? First, I would just like to say I cannot believe the the slander on Seth Rollins to hear a backup option, a guy of his caliber, great promos. Of course I'm picking Seth Rollins. I felt he should have been in the main event picture a while ago, but, you know, the Messiah gimmick didn't work out, sadly, but he's still a phenomenal wrestler. He had the best cash-in and Money in Bank history, also one of the best in WrestleMania history when he cashed in on Brock and Roman. What better way to reward Seth Rollins for, you know, putting Cesaro over? Let's be honest. He put Cesaro over. He made him look great. Even though Cesaro's a phenomenal wrestler, Seth Rollins deserves his shot. Edge, you know, got over him, none rightfully, but I'm going Seth Rollins. And my original pick is Seth Rollins. Yeah, I was going to say, as the number two overall pick, you still have the option to do so. And with so many great men, you know, uh, Alex, we're going to be getting to you here. Maybe who you think's going to win is still on the board. Is that the case? Uh, who do we got left? Just yeah, and to, just to recap, as I was uh, – Ricochet, yep. John Morrison, Riddle, McIntyre, Big E, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Seth Rollins went to Cleveland, and KO went to – T.O. Gotcha. Okay, so I am going to go a little non-conventional right here, but I think somebody who can thrive in Money in the Bank, especially with the ladder situation, one John Morrison. Especially, oh. especially considering the fact that Miz is on the shelf, so with with Miz by his side, you never know what the shenanigans that they could kind of pull. Uh, I kind of hope that he somewhat drops the Johnny Drip Drip because uh, – it's really not exactly working out for him in my my perspective, but I think he could thrive in this money in the bank, money in the bank, and come out victorious with that uh, with that coveted briefcase and shock the world. You know, I, I I that's that's your smart pick. And hey, you know they're always mixed up. They had money in the bank opportunities. Look at how they stole it from Otis. Um, you know they've been partners for so long. You could get creative there. You can get away from the drip drip if you please, and then you could go on to something else. Um, there's really no bad pay. I mean, these are all great competitors, and boom, three guys are off the board, and I still like – I'm going with two heart picks. I don't want it. I could easily say I'm taking McIntyre because, you know, Vince McMahon always loves him. But one, two guys I would love to see win this. One, bro, Matt Riddle. Uh, he's one of my guys. I think he's done a phenomenal job of keeping people watching Raw who still do – uh, his storyline with Randy Orton 
is a, a funny yet creative one, and we all think it will lead to a rivalry one day. But um, he does; he's doing, and he's a phenomenal talent in the ring. So I would love to see him. And number two, I from SmackDown side of things, I would love to see Big E get this opportunity. I think you know he may, was made a singles competitor, got away from the New Day. Unless he gets drafted back to Raw, they sh- why not put the money in the bank on him? and have him go after the Raw title someday. Not really mess with the Roman Ryan side of things, but you can ma- mess with last year or whoever wins in the future. But I'm going with two guys I like, but also I think two guys who could be deserving and quite exciting in that moment. So to get back to it now, for you, Alex, you are now down to McIntyre, Ricochet, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Ah. Uh... So I'm going to avoid McIntyre at all costs, not because I don't like him. It's just because he's had his uh, his reign at the top. But I'm going to go King Nakamura here. He's okay. Kind of, he's kind of riding a little bit of a hot streak right now. I know a, a couple months ago that they, they gave him a little bit of push, like if he was going to you know go to the top, that kind of fizzled up. But I think he's got a chance. I mean, I know he's not fantastic on the mic. Um, uh, for the you know the language barrier reasons, right? That should not hinder him in any stretch of the imagination. He's a phenomenal wrestler. Uh, I gotta go Shinsuke. And his partner who does all the jamming out. Uh, I just drew a blank off the top of my head, but people are loving that. Pat McAfee goes nuts. He stands on the table. He he does the Triple H water bottles when Shinsuke's opener's going off. Uh, SmackDown has a good time with it. But Cleveland, now you are down to. Drew McIntyre, who we don't want to win because he's always been at the top, let him prove himself otherwise, which I think they're doing with gender, which, I, by the way, is a great start to a storyline there. Or the almighty Ricochet, who went through a ladder yesterday with Mr. Morrison. Oh, this is really tough, like Alex mentioned. It's not that we don't like Drew McIntyre. We just feel there's someone else that should step up and be able to challenge for once. So I'm going Ricochet, man. He's been on a roll of lately. That match him and John Morrison had for Falls County Anywhere actually received a A on Bleacher Report, which is very rare since Bleacher Report is somewhat biased toward WWE. But he's been featured more on Raw. He's looking good. Um, In the latter match, he would be one of the favorites. He's a high flyer. So I'm going Ricochet. And, you know, before Tone speaks, he's got to be – pretty damn happy that one of Vince's golden boys fell into his lap at the eighth pick. Who's dominated a lot in the last year and helped during COVID Uh, tones. What is your thought on getting Drew McIntyre with the last selection? I mean, obviously you're happy, but like Alex and Cleve said, I don't really think he has a huge chance of winning. Actually, I think, uh, you know, we might see him disappear for a while and come back with his old introduction after a little bit That'd of a hiatus. Um, you know, maybe he gets screwed over, disappears, fades into the night because we know they won't want to make him lose clean. Maybe he's about to win and some bogus happens. He has to take a hiatus. I am happy, though, to have the stature of a guy like Drew McIntyre with the last pick of this type of draft. It's phenomenal. And it, um, you know, it's a much better situation than if I were stuck with like a Nikki Ash. So I appreciate <laughs> Drew McIntyre. And you know, uh, after the another stab he took there, we actually are, that that that's it for now, folks. I mean, in terms of matches, we've been through it all. 
from Raw to SmackDown to both Money and uh, the Banks. I enjoyed getting our predictions and a little you know draft out there. So we'll see what happens. We'll be paying attention on Sunday. But before we get out of here, and we thank everyone for the listeners for yours, but especially Alex Tones, Cleveland, and myself today for putting this together, giving the people great content. I want to go to surprises. I want to go to my holy shit moment where they're chanting for a minute because, you know, whether we agree with who will pop out, there's going to be a pop. Whether it's I'm, – I'm opening it up to Friday Night Snackdown, the first one, to Monday Night Raw, to Money in the Bank. I want where your $500 is going on one character. And does anybody – I'm opening the reins. If somebody's got somebody right now, give it to me. Instead of me picking, who's got somebody? Where's your money going? Uh, let's hit it. Um, I just sent you guys a picture of Brock Lesnar yesterday with the ponytail. Um, it seems like they're talking more and more about Brock Lesnar. So he did this a few years ago where he came in the men's Money in the Bank match. I believe it was 2018 or 19 where he knocks everyone. You know, uh, he pulls, I forgot who, off the ladder and he climbs up. He takes the briefcase. He wasn't even in the match either. I think he pulled Ricochet off, possibly. Yeah, I think it was Ricochet. Hey, you know, you, WWE loves redoing history. So he's such a badass that he was able to come into a match that he wasn't part of and take the briefcase, and no one said anything about it. So I like my chance on Brock Lesnar making an appearance. That's where Mr. Cleveland's money's going. Who wants to step up next and share where theirs is? I think I got to go with Daniel Bryan. He's been kind oh, of – okay. Been kind of hush hush from him lately. I know he's he's kind of talked about you know walking away from wrestling, maybe trying to explore other brands out there. Um, but I think he's gonna he's gonna eventually come back. Maybe it could be you know on Friday, could be on uh, on Sunday for Money in the Bank, or it could be you know maybe he might jump ship and go on be on Monday. You never know. But I think Daniel Bryan might have a chance to see him. And you know what? My money's going on the man. Becky Lynch. I'm going with her. I think she is going to find herself into the Raw storyline. I think that could be used right now. And if not, that maybe even make her way as a Brock Lesnar once in the Money in the Bank. But I see her photos online. She is in the best shape of her life. She is ready. The crowd is ready. It'd be a huge pop. Everyone would love it. Becky Lynch is my money. And we're off to Mr. Heel, Tricky Ash. And um, I can confirm that my main wrestling source does say that there is one or two big surprises in store this weekend with uh, the Thunderdome behind the WWE. So they do expect two, one or two pivotal pops um, expected that night. So I think what's going to happen is like we've seen Brock Lesnar run in a couple of years ago and take the money in the bank, perhaps, uh, you know, guy like John Cena runs no, in hey. and grabs the money in the bank. <laughs> it could happen. With the it could Nobody happen. mentioned the Fiend either. There's a it's lot a, of people. It's a pivotal time for the WWE in the history. Uh, there's a lot of wrestling companies up and coming that are giving him competition. This is a pivotal time. For live fans coming back, they need to sell the crowd. It's kind of like starting up again. If I'm a fan of just pure wrestling, where is my money going to go to on my first set of tickets? It's up in the air. They have to do stuff to prove why people should be invested in the WWE. Not saying that's going to happen. Not saying that's an answer. But I'm 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 going to see something crazy happen. And uh, Vince would be wise to do so. 
And I think we can all agree on, and this is where we've had our rumbles in the chat, and Alex, uh, give us a final thought, and I want to wrap you up with this comment. There's no doubt in your mind that this is actually a huge moment for the WWE. I mean, the fans are back. The voices will be heard. It's time to put up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we've we've talked about it before. This is really the, their moment to, to shine or to, you know, to fade into a darkness in a, in a sense. Fans, if they're not infatuated with a storyline or following it or liking it, they're going to boo. You are going to hear it louder than ever in regardless of what city they're, they're traveling to. The crowds will will basically send people on their way or they'll hit you with it. This is boring, you know. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, we'll be at Raw in less than three weeks. If we get some BS from the TV seats, we'll be heard as well. So you're definitely right on that. And again, uh, Row 7 Podcast on Twitter and Spotify all over the place. Just go listen. If you like your sports, uh, Chicago sports, anywhere, really, uh, the topics are discussed and it's a good one. So thank you, Alex, for your thought and your opinion there. Tones, you kind of just mentioned it, but before I let me and Cleve close it out, uh, how pivotal, again, is it? You, you can't stress it enough that this is a big weekend, correct? It's a huge weekend. And before we let, you know, the WWE fans speak, I'll let a wrestling down the middle perspective. Oh, it's a huge weekend for the WWE. Um, going into the b- pandemic, they were struggling mightily with viewership and storylines. Um, live attendances uh, shortly before all this. We've seen one of their pay-per-views get as low as 5,000 people stomping grounds in attendance. It, it, it got scary for the WWE. Um, AEW all of a sudden started. They were doing really good live, not as good viewership-wise, but live-wise they were doing tremendous. Um, and then obviously COVID happened. A lot of things got put on hold. It's it's a it's a new game now. Uh, it's anyone's ball game, and I think that Vince McMahon knows that. And I think he's gonna have to pull some strings this Sunday. And I think that's what he's gonna do to try and um, make you know keep at least the WWE fans, and if not, expand, grab some of those AEW fans to reach into his basket as well. Uh, once again, we thank you, and honestly, we're getting Thanks, closer. Thanks for having me. I gotta run. Uh, follow me at Tricky Tones BGTE. Bucketeers podcast, Cardboard and Cracker Jacks. I appreciate chatting with you all. Row 7, it's fun. Cleveland, me, it's fun. Well, he just closed it on himself. Without further ado, that was Tones. Uh, Cleveland, big weekend. Uh, you know, talk about it and give us your closing thought. Um, like I said, fans coming back Friday. This is um, this is huge. For this is exciting. I'm ready. This is I'm going to be in front of my TV Friday. <laughs> This is going to put to test a lot of a lot of characters, um, whether they can handle being back around with fans. Remember, a lot of these guys that are in these new positions wasn't in a position when fans were around. So let's see how the storyline plays out. Some fans are known for killing stars and some fans are known for building them up. So this is very important. I can't end this without saying, Myron, your Giants absolutely sucks. Um, (laughs) man we get a giant stab out there um, we didn't get a basketball prediction but i'm still rolling bucks in six and six that means phoenix don't even get another one you know we don't even got enough time for that we'll hit it with the show next but bucks in six i thought you said bucks in seven anyway you know what um really quickly uh the fiend does he show up this week on both of you quick yes or no no explanation just a quick yes or no no yes 
Okay, and I'm going yes, too. So two to one there. I think it's needed. Uh, Bliss has done great, but it's time to grow the story. But for that being said, I'm excited. Um, first Friday, I'm afraid of a while. I'm going to be locked into the live event. I hope somebody kicks off the show in a badass way. I hope we have a great weekend. Um, you know, we may disagree in our own ways, but wrestling, we all want to see good product. That's where we are struggle sometimes with the creativity. So all companies are coming back live. AEW has hit the road. They sold out all out in Chicago coming up. WWE has huge numbers going for SummerSlam and this weekend in Houston. Um, I'm not sure about the other schedules. I don't want to say what Impact's exactly doing or New Japan and things of that nature um, because there still is COVID and still effects going on there. But for everybody, we're excited. Uh, thank you once again, Tones. I know you dropped off. Alex, we really appreciate it. But for that being Cleve, this is me. God bless. Enjoy Money in the Bank and just truly take in what they have to give you. Because if it sucks, we'll be back here next week giving it all back. So for everybody, God bless. Good night once again, and let's enjoy it.